Good morning, afternoon, or whatever time you are tuning in, and welcome to Benjamin, a podcast with me, Benjamin Poss. This episode you are about to hear was pre-recorded prior to last week, which was the Black Lives Matter protest, and I had the chance to go to one this weekend. I'm looking forward to going to as many other events and educating myself as much as I can. Amidst all of these protests and fight for justice in the Black community, I want you to know how loved you are, how important you are, how human you are. And we will seek justice for the innocent murders of such beautiful black men, women, and transgendered individuals. We will stop at nothing to make sure that we see change. So it is our second episode, and I am so excited to be talking about sexuality today with a very special guest, Philip Heil. He is an eight-year Nashville resident. He is the HRC, that's Human Rights Campaign, Nashville Steering Committee member, and 2020 Dinner Co-Chair. He is an event coordinator and lead wedding planner with Velour Premier Events. So if you're getting married anytime soon, please reach out to him. Uh, Or if you have any questions about the Human Rights Campaign, I'm sure he would be a great source of information. So without further ado, welcome Philip Heil. How are you? Hello, hello. I'm so good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. And today's episode is all about sexuality. And so I thought no one better than you and I to discuss this. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of tell me like what's been going on with like HRC recently and you just did the gala and everything. I'd love to hear like how all of that went virtually. Yeah. Yeah. So that was uh, a, a bit of a mess. Um, but it yeah. turned out great. It turned out great. Um, but it's not, of course, it's not what any of us wanted. Um, but it was still wonderful. So we had, we started planning the gala last year and, um, you know, Brittany and I, the other co-chair and I worked really hard on, um, getting things together with the rest of our team. So, um, other steering committee members like Meredith and Matt and Carrie, mm-hmm. um, and Eric, of course, to name oh, a yes. few, just helped, helped Eric. Um, getting sponsors together and putting our program book and organizing auction items. And we had everything set. It was supposed to be on the, um, 14th of March and, uh, two days before, it was supposed to happen. We got the call from DC that said that they were not going to be doing that. Mm-hmm. So um, we were kind of hoping that everyone would hold out and we could just make it through the next couple of days and like have the gala on Saturday and then everything would shut down and we would make it. But um, that was not the case. So fine. Yeah. Uh, we That's fine. You uh, Yeah, we weren't sure what we were going to do at the time. And then it was maybe a week later, two weeks later, um, that our reps from DC called back and said that they were planning on doing a virtual dinner with the three, um, major cities that had to cancel theirs. So us, um, I believe it was Texas and Vegas had to cancel their dinners. Oh, wow. Um, And so they were like, we want to make these three virtual since we were the first ones, um, next up we were also the first ones to do the virtual dinner so we were kind of like the guinea pigs the trial run yeah so it was 
interesting. There was a really quick turnaround. Um, Brittany and I had to record some things from our home and send them in. Um, they got the HRC president, Alfonso David, involved, mm-hmm. and he recorded some things uh, along with some other representatives and um, so on and so forth. So uh, it turned out great. Um, I don't know if you tuned in, but it was uh, yes. just on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, they aired it there, and it was it was good. Um, and, and can people still find this? Is it still recorded where they can go watch or that kind of a thing? Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure that they've kept the link on YouTube. So um, if you just YouTube search HRC Nashville, um, that video should be there. And so we had some really cool performances from um, some local artists. We had uh, Cody from Cody Allen from CMT was mm-hmm. maybe our host for the night. Yes. And um, we still had him be a part of it. He was able to record some things and kind of help us MC and move things along. So that was awesome. So we had some good performances in there. Brittany and I recorded, they still managed to put together a virtual auction for everybody. So we still mm-hmm. were able to raise some money from our auction. It was just interesting to have to get everything together and organized and advertised for it and turn it around so quickly. Yes. Uh, and because, because it's virtual, you know, you can do it, or at least people think that you can do it more quickly, right? <laughs> when yeah, you would think. It does take more time. Yeah. Um, especially when, I mean, you're a, a bit of a diva like me and you're, <laughs> sent, you're sent things the night before and told that you have to have this many clips of you doing this thing this by the next day. And I am a perfectionist. So I'm like up until 3am recording all these different things, the same thing over and over again. Cause I'm like, I don't know who's going to watch this or who's not going to watch this. And I, everybody that does see it, I want it to be like good quality and I want everything to be. So I just lost my mind over it. Mm -hmm. Um, But you made it happen, which is the, you know, the important part. Yeah. Um, I just, Recently, um, somebody asked me to be involved with this uh, like choral arrangement of this pop song. It was like its 10th anniversary and they're doing like a 2000s uh, song thing uh, for Pride Month. So they're doing like guy artists and everything uh, for Pride Month. And the person that asked me to do it was like, I'd love for you to be involved. But I looked at the music and I swear to God, this person had never sang a choral arrangement in their life. It was all like instrumentation. I even sent it to my like orchestra friends and was like, hey, like, I know I haven't read a music, like a piece of classical music in a while, but I don't think that I'm a complete idiot. So there's got to be something going on where I can't be a perfectionist too, in the sense of like, I can't get this right. Like, there's no way I'm going to learn this. And it was due like the next day or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, I did the opposite of what you did. And I was like, I don't think this is going to work. So um, if you want, if you want me to be involved in any other projects, let me know. And also, I think your arranger is a instrumentalist, but that's fine. (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. we made it work. Um, We still were able to raise uh, a lot of money for HRC. The whole, that's the whole point of the gala. Everything Mm -hmm. from ticket sales to auction items to, I mean, everything is, it all goes back to help us put on events throughout the year. And, um, Mm -hmm you know, do the, do the political work that we do. So we were still able to raise a lot of money from it. It went over really well. I'm pretty sure the link is still up on YouTube if you want to go and watch. So um, it was good. It was a little messy and it was stressful and it was trying, but that is sort of the theme of everything these days. So it's, oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> all we have to do is get up and try and just, yeah. you know, hope that this will be over sooner than I think a lot yeah. of us 
are thinking it will be at this point. You know, it's just, uh, you have to take it day by day. Speaking of events, um, you're an event coordinator and, you know, wedding planner with Valor. How is that going through the pandemic? Is everything kind of still on, I mean, obviously events aren't happening, but are you still planning for the future? And I'm sure there's lots of changing around and that kind of a thing. Yeah. So with weddings, especially, I mean, brides have just been ripping their hair out the last couple of months because what's left. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So it's been, I mean, we're doing everything we can to just assure them that, you know, and, and not to mention, not just COVID, but I mean, the tornado in Nashville hit right before everything. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. I mean, I obviously have been gone since then. I mean, how, how did you see friends affected and all that stuff? I mean, that's just nuts. I I can't believe that was... Yeah. The so that the tornado hit and that was pretty thankfully, you know, everybody that I knew was safe. Mm-hmm. Um I had a couple of friends on my dodgeball team because I play on the hot mess dodgeball team. Um and a couple of guys on my team and on some of the other teams I know who live over in East Nashville, they were displaced oh. a little bit. Yeah. Um but you know, everybody that I knew nobody was physically harmed and nobody, um, you know, lost everything. They had places to go. They were able to kind of figure things out. So that was good. But we had vendors who, um, we work with all the time and they lost businesses, the flower shop over in East Nashville. Um, her, that's her, like her livelihood, her, her actual life there, that home that they work out of was totally destroyed. Um, the cupcake collection over in Germantown. They oh my goodness. Some- I just got um, cupcakes there for my birthday last year. My yeah. mom sent them to me and they were so good. They're, so they're like out of yeah. business now. They, I don't know how they've managed to pick things back up. I don't think their building was completely destroyed, but I know that Lots they, of damage. they lost power and there was damage. And what people don't realize a lot of times is like, even if you don't have physical building damage, if you lose power or the ability to have power, a place like the cupcake collection, they can't cool their cupcakes. They right. can't bake. They can't do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Floral places are the same way. They can't keep their arrangements, you know, cooled and stored. Altogether. And so I mean, businesses like that lose a lot, even just from losing power, which um, is is more easy to fix than losing an entire building, of course. But it's still, I mean, it's a struggle. So that the tornado was enough and then everything started shutting down because of the virus. And we had to, one of our warehouses, I can't believe I almost forgot this. One of our warehouses that we get rentals from, um, water damage completely destroyed. So then all of the brides that had ordered rentals from this place, you know, whether it was lounge sets or, um, tables and chairs or linens, um, you know, all that stuff was damaged. And so then we had to reroute them to, another company and say, you won't get exactly what you ordered because this other company isn't going to have that exact stuff, but we're going to find the closest thing that we can. Right. Um, so everybody really banded together and we managed to work everything out and it was fine. Um, it, it was definitely a testament to the, the strength and tenacity and togetherness of not just Nashville, but like, especially the events industry in Nashville, because everybody immediately was like, tell me what you need. Tell me what we can do. How can we help? Do we need to place orders for you? Oh, that's amazing. Venues were opening up their space. Um, 
and so it just like everybody really came together and it was it would have been wonderful but then everything shut down and so then it was right. like a board no one can do anything so right. the last few months have just been a lot of rescheduling and postponing and when everything first started to shut down I think everyone's first thought was cancel we're canceling this event we're not doing it right next year blah 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 well so Angie and I Angie owns Valor Angie and I and you know a few of the other event industry folks that we work with were really trying to spread the the message and the hashtag of like postpone don't cancel yeah like don't there's no need to fully cancel your event we've already worked so hard to plan it and put things together and organize and rent your things and sign these contracts and book these dates and like the dates have to change but the contracts can stay in place and the rentals can stay and the the whole vision that you had that we helped you put together like it doesn't have to go away go away exactly so we've really been trying to promote the idea of postponing and not canceling and i think that's easier said than done mm-hmm. um you know, there are still a lot of people who are just like, oh, we'll put it off until next year. It's like, okay, but you don't have to. Like, give it a couple more months. Everything's going to reopen at least to a point where we can have... Operate. Yeah, mm-hmm. operate. So it's been interesting. I think we've probably got a month and a half, two months left of nothing. And then <laughs> yeah. when everything starts to slowly open back up, that's when our calendar is starting to... Start to look semi-normal. Yeah. And then it's like... (laughs) Whatever that means. All speed ahead, like full speed ahead. Because once we have things on the books, it's like we don't have a free weekend until the end of next spring. Because now everyone had to postpone from the last few months. We've booked into the next few months and into next year. So, I mean, once we do get going again, it's going to be nonstop. But definitely. The good news about that, I guess, is that at least it's pretty much already planned. So, you know, <laughs> we just have to like figure out a date. We've already done most of the planning for it. We just have to figure out a date and then execute the day of. But yeah, it's been, it's been a a work in progress, and everyone's trying to figure out how to, you know, how to operate as best they can and figure things out. I mean, like you said earlier, it's just day by day. Yeah. So. It really is. I mean, that's all, you know, that's all we can do. And, you know, speaking of events, I mean, the one that I think most of us are most upset about is pride. And Mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, this crazy epidemic is really, it's really hard on a lot of people because like a lot of times pride is like a lot of people's only safe haven. Mm -hmm. They don't have a supportive family. They don't have somewhere that they can go. So, I mean, this has got to be devastating for a lot of people. And I've been thinking a lot about that the past few days, just being back in LA where, you know, people are more free to be themselves. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, uh, of course, I'm sure there's still tons of, you know, families that are very um, oppressive of their kids' feelings and that kind of thing too, or suppressive of their feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, trying to figure out different ways that we can, you know, celebrate each other from the comfort of our homes and that kind of thing has definitely been something I've noticed and tried to figure out what I can do to make people feel more comfortable with their situation, no matter what it is right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's definitely been on my mind. I know it's going to be difficult. Um, and you know, everybody, it's, it's cheesy. Cause everybody says every month is pride month. And like, right. yeah, okay. It is. 
<laughs> sure, it should be. But like, I mean, like you just said, that is kind of, sometimes that's the one weekend or the one event that people know they can go to and they have that one day in public square park where they can pay their $5 and get into the festival and be who they want to be. Right. And in that space, everyone that's there is going to love you and want to hug you and buy you shots. And you're going to (laughs) be like all these, you know, I mean, it's just like that is celebration for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I know that's, hard and they've rescheduled ours i don't know what things okay i didn't know but yeah so when is it supposed to be is it in the fall or october i believe okay yeah i mean atlanta pride is in september usually Mm -hmm. i think so i mean that's a great time for pride honestly everyone won't be like sweating like crazy (laughs) so that's you know that's fine too um but yeah out here i think they pretty much canceled it which i'm so disappointed because it's the 50th year of pride out here um and uh, my birthday is like right after pride uh here but usually during pride in nashville so not being able to be there this year too is weird um Mm -hmm. but i hope that they still find some way to celebrate even if it's like some kind of parade that's like you know spaced out or that kind of thing i was about to say the two words that I hate the most during this and that social distance. And mm-hmm. I just, that's the weirdest fucking term ever because like, we're always socially connected. Here we are, but yeah. I, I, I get it, but it's just, you know, yeah. <laughs> kind of weird. To so me. weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of pride, I wanted to kind of talk about um, if you want to share kind of like coming into yourself and if you ever had a moment where you realized like, you know, who you really were as far as your sexuality goes and that kind of thing, or if you kind of always like knew in the back of your head or like Mm -hmm. how that kind of panned out for you. Yeah. Um, I knew. (laughs) (laughs) I knew. And I was not comfortable with it for a Mm -hmm. long time. Um, I, I mean, it was like late middle school, early high school when I was really like, okay, yeah, it's, it's dude. This is a part of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, I was still, I was still dating girls in high mm-hmm. school and all the way up through college. Um, I would, I was dating girls here and there and it wasn't often, but you know, I would have a girlfriend here and there. And I think that was definitely looking back. It was more for, uh, uh, uh it was a front, you know, 100% uh-huh. so that it was, like so many people, it was so that people would see me with a girlfriend and be like, oh, okay, he's, he's normal. Everything's fine. Well, yeah. And just stop asking you and pestering you. Do you have a girlfriend? Do you have a boyfriend? Do you let, you know, whatever, like you're just kind of over it. Yeah. (laughs) My, um, my friends knew and my mother knew, Mm -hmm. uh, my mom knew almost as soon as I did. And, um, my friends, you know, as I got closer and more comfortable with them, Sarah and Johnny, two oh, of them, yeah. yeah, you know, mm-hmm. the two, the OGs, um, they knew very early on. So all through high school, you know, they were comfortable with everything and they always accepted and were fine with it. And they both, um, you know, are, Sarah identifies as bisexual. Johnny mm-hmm. is kind of figuring out what she's, identifying as and what she likes and doesn't like and how she wants to operate. I know that we've had some conversations about that lately and I won't talk too much about it because I know that she's yeah. still, I don't want to say anything 
incorrectly or Definitely. just because it's not my place. But, you know, so they're both a part of the the community. So they have always been, you know, accepting and loving and three of us are never getting rid of each other. So they didn't really have a choice anyway. Um, <laughs> but uh, high school was always, I was just always very low key about it. And then college, I definitely started to open up more and saw myself easing into it by way of identifying as bisexual if people asked. Right. Um, so I, I never made it a point to like run around and scream from the rooftops that I was gay or, or bi, but. Um, yeah, it's funny. It, I never really did either. It's like, I, even though I am like gay as fuck, like as like, as they come, like I never felt the need to be like, Hey, 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 like, no. okay. Like if people know that's great, if not, like it, that's still great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was definitely, <laughs> it was definitely more of me. Like college was where I really started to actually be myself. Right. And if people asked, then I would still kind of like, uh, I don't know, not sure. I never really had a clear answer. And then it yeah. was, um, junior year of college, uh, going into senior year of college, like that summer, was when I got my first like official boyfriend. Aww. And um, I remember I came out publicly, quote unquote, to mm-hmm. everyone. He took me to his fraternity formal at uh, UT. And uh, I posted a picture of us and I, <laughs> I used a Halsey quote. <laughs> <laughs> that line in her song where she said, I've got a boyfriend now and he's made of gold. Oh, yeah. And the picture of us from his fraternity formal, and that was my caption. And I as love soon as that I song. got back from Knoxville, it was like the floodgates were open. Everyone was like, I can't believe you have a boyfriend. Why didn't you tell us you were dating somebody? This is such great news. When do we get to meet him? And so that was my, like, finally, like, breath of fresh air of like oh yeah okay. just way I've done it and everyone knows and not only do they not care but for the most part they're like they want to meet him they are excited about it you know so I had a really mm-hmm. good experience friend wise and then honestly that went on for several months and it wasn't until uh probably right around new year's um I can't remember if it was before or after that year. I think it was after we we got through the holidays and then I was like, okay, I should tell my dad and my stepdad and yeah. my grandparents because none of them have Instagram. So they would never know. Right. Um, but I was talking with my mom and she was like, it seems like things are getting kind of serious. You've been together for several months now. Uh, you know, do you think that you are going to tell them? So I remember I went to, uh, dinner with a couple friends of mine. We had some margs and I was just like emotional because I knew that I was going to call them and tell them that night. Yeah. And then margaritas, so more emotional. So I <laughs> called and I called my stepdad first and I was just like crying. Or no, I called my dad first. So I'm just like crying as soon as Probably, I pick up the yeah. phone. And he's like, what's going on? I'm like, I am seeing someone and it's just really important to me and I don't know how you're going to feel about it but I think that you need to know because I really like him a lot and things are getting kind of serious and his name is Adam and he's a boy and I hope you don't care and I just like spit it all out and I'm just weeping and he was like why didn't you tell me sooner 
Like, oh. when do I get to meet him? Is he coming to graduation? Like, wow. what is going on? And my stepdad, same way. Yeah. So, I mean, like, coming out to them was really difficult for me because my dad was in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's a whole stereotype that goes along with that. Oh, yeah. And then my my dad, uh, no, my dad was in the military. Stepdad was born and raised in Clarksville, Tennessee, and has never really gotten out of that much. So he's got, like, you know, smaller town, southern, born and raised um, you know, his family is relatively conservative. And so I just like was nervous about coming out to him because of that very reason. And I just didn't know how either of them were going to take it. My mother, of course, was like, you, you don't have to tell them, but if you want them to really be a part of your full life and everything that you want to do, then they're going to have to know. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, that's fair. Um, and she was always like, if they have anything negative to say about it or they don't like it, she was like, I'll leave them all. She was like, it'll just be us. And that's oh, fine. Wow. That's what it needs to be. So I said, okay, well, one, I love that. But two, I don't think that's going to be the case. <laughs> I didn't think that they would be as, uh, I didn't think they would take it as easily as they did. But honestly, I, I probably, I was very, very fortunate because I probably had one of the best outcomes of coming up mm-hmm. so um and you know since then it w- it's just been easy breezy beautiful like <laughs> I, I like roll around you know my my whole family knows nobody cares and um they're supportive of everything my my mom got me rainbow 26 birthday balloons for my 26 this year we were doing my birthday in quarantine so I got like rainbow balloons and I'll like I'll roll up to family functions with my nails painted or I'll Mm -hmm. be going out for some people yeah it is yeah I'll be going out to lunch or dinner with them when I'm home and I'll be wearing like a pair of heels nobody (laughs) fights or nobody questions it or you know I mean like everybody and I will say too, there have been a couple of times where I have heard from my mom that, you know, like people at work that work with my stepdad will make a comment or say something, not even directly about me, but they'll just say something that could be- umbrella comment. Negative or, yeah. And he's spoken up a couple of times and said to them like, hey, we're not- We're not doing that. that. Yeah, we're not going to do that. And so- I know he would never tell me that, but my mom has, has told me those kinds of stories and it's just that kind of stuff. That's like really comforting. So, um, yeah, it's been, I, I have been fortunate in that, in that realm of my life. And I think that one of the things that I hear so often from people just to like humble brag for the briefest, um, (laughs) one of the things I hear so often from people is that um, you know, they've loved being around me because I am so positive and I am so very much myself. And that is one of the things that people like the most about me. But I know that not everybody has the opportunity to be themselves because they don't feel comfortable doing right. that or they don't right. feel safe doing that. So sometimes I feel like I am trying to be like, 
extra me for the yeah i was gonna say yeah 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 and i think that's so amazing and important that's that's what i try to do too i yeah i you know try to be the most authentic version of myself at all times because some people don't feel like they can give themselves the permission to be that for themselves yeah and if they can see somebody like you or somebody like me and say hey I see some of myself not that I want to be like them but I want to be able to see my full self in the mirror when I look in the mirror um, because this person is so open doing that themselves so I mean that's amazing and I I mean it's taken me a while to get that way too I think I've always had a very strong voice and know what I wanted (laughs) but when it comes to expressing myself uh I still have some days where I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't wear makeup today because I don't want to make somebody uncomfortable or maybe I shouldn't. But then it's like, no, fuck that. I just want to be myself and I want to be able to be that full person so that other people feel that way too. And then I, you know, I feel that much more free. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, it's, it's really, yeah, it's an amazing journey. For sure. And I, I've posted my coming out story and stuff on YouTube before. So, I mean, if anybody needs, you know, to watch one more of those, cause I'm sure like there when we're trying to come out, you watch like a million YouTube yeah. videos and stuff. I mean, the It Gets Better project was coming out, you know, right about the time when I finally came out. I was a, what was I, a sophomore in high school. So it was pretty early. Um, and like my, I didn't even have to like say anything to my parents. My mom was like, so how long have you known? (laughs) And I was like, my whole (laughs) life. I just started crying and shit. One girlfriend, we like hugged once. Like we we never kissed right there. Asked her out on Halloween on a pumpkin and said, will you go out with me? Like that's the gayest thing ever. So (laughs) (laughs) she's such a sweet girl. She knew she was helping, (laughs) helping out. I think one of the biggest things, I mean, it's, it's awesome that you were able to have a boyfriend and have a relationship, um, you know, kind of as you were becoming yourself. I think a lot of people don't have that opportunity and they think that, and I saw, I saw a video or something, it was probably like a TikTok or something, whatever the kids are doing now. And it was like, um, you know, when we were growing up, we didn't really have anybody on TV as far yeah. as gay relationships. No so we go to these, yeah. And like people go to like, watch porn or whatever and they think that like that's what a relationship has to be mm-hmm. not saying it's bad by any means oh, but it's, it's just a different it's a whole different world when and going out to the club for the first time I mean I dated somebody yeah. for two and a half years never had gone out to the club was like in a pretty you know I wouldn't say stable relationship there were a lot of issues but you know it was a very uh consistent one and so I didn't have a chance to like go out to the club and experience that and even going out there is just a whole you know it's definitely very (laughs) eye-opening yeah when was the first time that you went out to like a gay club or like a club in general like that you felt like you could be yourself yeah when uh Sarah and Johnny and I were in our senior year of high school Mm -hmm. um we uh, and actually, I don't know if, I think it was actually just me and Johnny. Um, maybe a couple of our other friends, Sarah and Sarah and Johnny and I had a, there was a bit of a falling out. There was a whole, this is a long backstory, so I won't get into it. But there was a period of several years where Sarah kind of fell off the wagon. And she will admit this. She was hanging out with the wrong people. And Johnny and I were like, listen, you need to get it together because we're not going to be around all that. 
And she said, okay, bet. (laughs) So she went and did her little thing with them and had her time. And she kind of fucked around a little bit and, you know, that's okay. And then we were all reunited several years later, which was great. Um, But anyway, all that to say, around the senior year of high school, I think it was just me and Johnny and, you know, having been in Clarksville for so long where there's nothing, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's, it's, it is a fine town to grow up in. Um, that's how I feel about my, yeah, that's yeah it's like a fine town to grow up in, to raise your kids in. But like when you are a city boy and you <laughs> yeah. thrive in like big city environments and you want clubs and you want bars and restaurants and you want like, that is not, Clarksville is not it. No. So <laughs> Anyway, um, Johnny and I turned 18 at the end of our senior year of high school, and we would always come to Nashville anyway to do like shopping and whatever. And we heard about play Mm -hmm. and we were like, we want to go check it out because you can get in when you're 18. Yes. We know they do drag shows. We know that it's a gay club. We want to go see the vibe, dance, have fun, watch a drag show, whatever. Yeah. And we, so we went for the first time. That would have been spring of 2012. And Johnny and I ended up going to Belmont together that fall. Yes. And I'm telling you, when we got to Belmont and they started doing college nights at play, when I tell you we oh, were that was the play, best thing. When I tell you we were at play every Wednesday for years. Yeah. I mean, like, we wouldn't miss the college night because oh, it was no, free. it's free. So Why would like, I it's free? We can't, you know, buy drinks while we're out yet. So it's not like we're paying anything when we're there except like whatever we decide to tip the drag queen so it wasn't expensive but it was still so fun we got to see great drag shows we met tons of awesome people so like i mean nashville i mean play is like a amazing like you know sidebar like amazing drag performers Mm -hmm. are cultivated there and really just like come into their self I mean, I have, I go to a lot of, well, I used to go to a lot of the amateur nights on mm-hmm. Sunday and mm-hmm. seeing those queens like grow into themselves from yeah. like literally like nothing, like a piece of fabric and like some really bad foundation that might not be good for them to yeah. like the polished product that they are is just like amazing to see. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I just, that was my first club experience too i think i was like it was right after like my big breakup like sophomore year or whatever and then i just when i was like whoa this world exists out here like it's crazy yeah yeah that was our thing i mean we knew that we knew that broadway wasn't our scene if we were gonna go out yeah um we would (laughs) we would never with um and there's just something about and i've taken you know over the last several years i've taken friends to play and, you know, we always have a good time, but I love, it is one of my favorite things ever to take straight friends to play. Oh yeah. Say, no, 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 you don't, you don't understand. Like, yes, we're going to a gay bar, but hear me out. And they will go with me and have the best time of their life. Oh yeah. Great girls, straight guys, like, doesn't matter. I, I can usually sense a little hesitation at first and of then course. they get there and they're like, this place is perfect it's clean everyone is nice mm-hmm. the drag queens are gorgeous and the talent is fire the music is good the drinks are delish so like it you know it's it's been so interesting to be able to take so many people who initially have 
a certain idea about gay bars or might right. feel some type of way about it and take them and be like, no, you don't understand. Like you need yeah. to go give this a try. And then they leave and like, that's where they want to go back out to. Oh yeah. So definitely. I oh, I love it too. I really miss it a lot and being able yeah. to go out. I mean, West Hollywood's great. I mean, it's kind of like a culture shock being here because like there's yeah. so many gay bars here. Like I remember driving down Santa Monica the first time and just being like, holy shit, this is like more gay people than I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So you, you I know this is your podcast and you run the show, but I'm asking. No, ask me question. Oh, I want to know, know what it's like out there because I have only ever flown out of LAX. I've never okay. actually been to LA to like spend time and visit and check things out. Mm-hmm. But I want to know what it's What like. the vibe is like. Yeah, yeah. I I love the fact that I feel like I can breathe out here and that the weather, I just looked out to like see how nice the weather is because it's always amazing. Um, And I really like that I can truly just be myself in a way that I don't think I was able to in the South. Um, Mm -hmm. Because even, even if I like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Even if I was like totally comfortable with myself in the South, there's still that oppressive feeling. Like when I went home to see my family during all of this craziness, like I felt like a pressure on me, even though I knew I could be myself and my family's accepting and all that stuff. But being here, everything's so progressive. I think that that has really helped me come into more of myself and like, go on a bigger discovery of what I want. Yeah. Um, as far as me personally, but like just like being around all the gay people, weed's legal, which is great. I don't have to worry mm-hmm. about that. Um, sorry, mom and dad. I know that like they don't <laughs> condone that behavior, but I mean, it helps me and it helps my um, like depression and anxiety a lot. So like, it's nice to be able to like go and, you know, if I need to partake I can without feeling like guilty (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. um and just like being close to the beach is amazing because I'm a cancer so I'm like all about the water Um, she needs to be wet at all times yeah Yeah. um and I've been writing a lot here which has been amazing um and I, I mean I'm in like still like another transition phase of my life where like everything seems to like just be at a standstill Minus the pandemic and all that stuff, but like I've been just creating and not having like the funds or the backing to like make it happen. And that's been a con, that's been a constant theme since, you know, I started having to pay more expensive rent and that kind of thing, but Mm -hmm. that's okay. Like that happens. And I just think my mental health overall out here is even better. And I've had some really cool spiritual experiences too. I'm like all into that woo woo, like I sound like such a like Californian now. I love it though. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I just uh, I really do love it here. You should come visit and like come out in WeHo sometime. I mean, the first week I was here, literally we were dancing, and Jasmine Masters was hosting this like night at the Abbey, and mm-hmm. Sam Smith was across the room dancing, like looking at me and my friends, and I was just like, I know who you are, but I'm not going to go over and say anything because honestly, I I really don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. He was always in Nashville too, so yeah, yeah. He came after several of his shows. He would always go to play. Every, yeah, every, like, I mean, play Miley, is the place to go. And um, there were several other artists who, like, when they would finish their show, when they finished their sold out show at Bridgestone, they right, would up over to play dance bar. Oh um, yeah, I'm I love LA 
everything that I've heard about it, and I'm afraid to visit. <laughs> I know you don't want to visit. When I visit, I'm not going to want to leave. And so, yeah. I, and like as much as I want to get out there, I'm trying to wait until I'm at a place where if I did go and visit and I decided I want to stay, then right. I. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're almost at your 10-year mark in Nashville. Like, that's crazy. I wanted to stay for 10 years. Like, that was my thing. I was like, okay, once I stay for 10 years, like, I'll move. But for some reason, I was just like, I think I'm done here. Like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I but, like, I miss it. Moved and I, I know. And kind of your, you were just ready to do that. And it was definitely time for you, I think, to... Yeah, well, and good thing I moved out of my apartment because back to the tornado, like, it, they literally right. lost power. Mm-hmm. for like two or three weeks and then guys like the bar that i used to go to with kenzie yeah. all the time that she, like she worked at too like it literally is like gone gone yeah it's crazy germantown yeah parts of germantown market pretty hard it, so yeah i mean i think you got out at a at a good time but um yeah i'm just waiting for just a, a couple more years just to get some some more work experience under my belt I think and definitely spend a little more time with Valor and um figure things out and kind of use the next couple of years to save up too and then uh I've I sense a move coming so yeah well that's good keep this as an option but there's you know the whole world is out there I'm like low-key just like I want to move to the middle of nowhere in New Zealand not even low-key high-key I'm like I just want to move to the middle of New Zealand build a really cute glass house with like a huge crystal in the middle of it and just live my little, like, you know, yep. life. Live my spiritual fantasy yeah. away from everything. <laughs> yeah, away from yeah. I mean, it's so weird because like, I, I think if I was a little bit older and I was like not in like this like creative, well, I'm always going to be in a creative space, but you know, like trying to make a difference on a big level and like, you know, become like, I mean, I'll say, I'll be very, I don't know if I can say this humbly, but like a world renowned Mm -hmm. individual. I don't want to say singer or performer or whatever. Just, I want people to know me for the good work Mm -hmm. that I do. Mm -hmm. And I think if I wasn't in that headspace still, um, or if I wasn't this age that I would totally be there already, but it's just not, it's not time for that yet. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see what happens in the coming months. Well, yeah, you've got, I mean, you're always, I know you're always staying on the, the edge of things and you're, you're always keeping up with what is going on and how to not just be a a part of what's trending, but how to sort of stay ahead of that. You've always been very good at that. Thank Um, you. And so I'm, I'm always excited to see what you're doing next. The little bits of your new music that I've gotten me here is so oh, good. Thank so you. Thank I'm excited you. for what's coming next musically too. I think it's great. Oh my gosh. I know there's literally so many great songs and things that I've been holding on to for a little while. And then also new ones. Like I've been like doing so many cool demos at home and so many like sketches and like art ideas and that kind of thing that I can't wait to share with everybody. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of cool visuals coming and I don't know if, uh, soon is the the right word but hopefully soon yeah. enough yeah <laughs> but yeah well thank you so much for coming on and talking yeah. to me a little bit about your experience and uh oh. yeah um your social media do you want to like say that sure. so people know where to find yeah. you yeah yeah you guys i'm 
everywhere. I'm the same thing. I'm pretty consistent. So it's just Philip underscore Heil. It's Philip with one L and Heil is H-E-I-L. So um, Twitter, Instagram, you can add me on Facebook if you feel so inclined, but I'm really not on there much anymore. But anywhere fine social medias are sold. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. I'll make sure to put it all in the comments and everything so people can find you. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you. So good to see your face. Oh, you too. Hear you and chat with you. Yes, thank you. And don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already to Benjamin, a podcast with me, Benjamin Paz. Thank you so much.